This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, we're talking with Alice Terhar all about personal branding. Alice, you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. Thanks very much. Um, so, um, Alice, I suppose to, before we kind of get into uh, talking about unicorns and personal brand, um, maybe just tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I have spent the past 10 years of my career working in marketing. I worked for a, a small startup for a photographer and I went on to work for a partnerships agency and then I went to a big FTSE 100 before joining Deliveroo four years ago and I did something called the Marketing Academy Scholarship and it was one of those personal development programs that totally transformed my life and it really showed me the magic of this thing called personal development and it inspired me to help share that with other people so that they could have as good a experience of it as I did. Um, I've got this saying that I like to use, which is, I like to imagine what life could look like if we each figured out what we were meant to do with it. And so I did that about two years ago, and that really acted as a springboard for me to start my side hustle, which looked like speaking and coaching and running training programs and things like that. And I went down to four days a week in May of last year so that I could do that Um in a more dedicated way alongside working in my marketing role and actually then in November of last year I transferred over from the marketing team to the people strategy and development team because I recognized that as much as I love marketing my skills and my purpose was all about helping people to be their best selves and so I was able to do that both at Deliveroo and then also with my my side hustle as well. Awesome. Jeez, that's a, that sounds great and good for um, Deliveroo to kind of accommodate the, the side hustle as well. Yeah, exactly. I think one of the great things about working for a fast growing company like that is there are often exciting opportunities. And if you can articulate why you think you'd be the right person for that opportunity, they're very open to helping you develop and grow in the way that you want to, which is obviously brilliant. Excellent. Um, one thing on your LinkedIn I see a lot is the, the badass unicorn. Would you tell, tell me mm. what, what, the, what is the, the badass unicorn? <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, so when I started speaking, everybody wanted to talk about Deliveroo. Understandably so. It was one of, the, one of Europe's fastest growing companies and it's one of the UK's most talked about companies. And I was happy to speak about Deliveroo. But the thing that I was really passionate about was this thing called personal development and personal growth. So I was like, okay, how can I bring these two things together? And I found what I call a market in the gap, which was finding this opportunity where I could do both things. And I felt like there was a lot that individuals could learn about hyper growth from scale ups like Deliveroo and particularly from unicorn companies, which are companies that are valued at over a billion dollars and are privately owned. And so essentially I built this concept called Badass Unicorn, which centered around what people would need to do to fulfill their personal potential taken from the learnings of companies like Deliveroo, Spotify, Airbnb, all of the biggest unicorn companies that we know and love. So that's how it all came about. Very cool. Um, so in terms then of saying for, from an individual point of view, um, if people are trying to find out you know, what is unique, unique about them um, mm. and how they can stand out and how they can use that to, to kind of maximize their personal brand, how would you tell people to go about doing that? So I think... 
I think one of the things I would say first is that um, people often feel quite embarrassed about being very, very explicit and open about the things that they're really good at. I think we've had it nailed into us that it is showing off or that it's somehow immodest to, to, to be really clear and open about the things we're good at. But I think on the contrary, when we know what we're really good at, we can then do those things more often and create more value more often. So it's actually perhaps not a duty for us to know what we're good at, but it's almost quite a selfish thing selfless thing to know what we're good at because then we can do it more often um people often ask me like how do you how do you figure that thing out and i'd say the first thing is just thinking about it and trying to articulate it is is the first step and then some pointers for how to think about it is um to think about this state called inflow have you heard of inflow before no i haven't no okay so inflow the best metaphor to describe it is like your man of the match at a football game or you're in the zone during a, a basketball match it means that you're in your element you're shining you're really excelling in whatever you do and a lot of us can identify with those moments at work when we feel like we're really in the zone we're doing a piece of work that is stretching us that we're finding interesting but isn't too difficult and we can get lost in it sometimes so maybe we don't want to be torn a away from the computer or we forget about our lunch but it's those moments where we really feel like things are all going in the right direction for us so if we can identify those moments those inflow moments that's often when we are living our market in the gap when we are delivering our best selves and often those correspond with moments when we're happy it's often the things that we jump to first on our to-do list rather than the things that we leave to the end of the quarter so those are a few things to think about but i say the most valuable thing, if you're not sure about what your market in the gap is or what your unique selling propositions are, are to ask the people around you. Feedback is such an amazing gift. And I think people are often scared about it because they've had one of those terrible performance review conversations where someone spends one minute telling you about the things you're good at and 59 minutes telling you about all the things that you're rubbish at. When actually we should be focusing in on the things that we are really good at and finding more ways to bring that to life. Yeah, double down on those things that, that make you happy, basically. Exactly. My One of my old bosses talked about making your spikes spikier. He was like, Alice, you're never going to become known for being really good at Excel and the numbers because that's just not where your skill set lies. But if you want to stand out and if you want to progress, figure out the things that you're really good at and try and do those and become known for those. And it's been a really good piece of advice for me over the past few years. Yeah, I think that's really good as well because, in a sense, a lot of the time... Like in my mind, I know, I know what I'm happy doing and I, and I like marketing and all of that. But sometimes I wish I was really good at something else, but that probably wouldn't make me happy either <laughs> diving into it. Just the wishful kind of side. But then it, what I what makes me happy is marketing, you know, so that's an interesting way to look at it. Actually, is just ask yourself what what makes you happy. Yeah, totally. And I think that ties a lot with your values. So when you understand what are the things that are important to you? And how do those things come to life? And when you figure out those things and you can live with integrity with those things and you can feel good about the things that you're doing and the way in which you're spending your time, which is a, a, another key way. I call that making yourself a lickable product. Um, a, a which so product? that's really yeah. about how you come. A, a lickable a lick, product. A lickable product. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. <laughs> I do think you, you really hit the nail on the head, though, in terms of of doubling down on, on what you're good at. You know, we kind of, I know for it's, for it's an education thing or whatever, but we think we have to be, have mm-hmm. this broad 
knowledge skill set let's say and obviously that's that's extremely good but if you find one thing you're extremely good at i think focusing on those other things can just be a complete distraction you're better off focusing on that one thing you're really good at and either hiring or doing whatever to yeah. the other things you might need to get done outsourcing is a great thing yeah <laughs> and just focus 100 okay this is what i am really good at and as you say then that your personal brand can come from then you know that one really really great thing that you're fantastic at you're always going to be a little bit yeah. more authentic with it then as well if you're genuinely happy it yeah. kind of shows when you're not even if you don't mean for it to it kind of it's just yeah. people can read it yeah 100 um, percent. yeah no i totally agree so alice let's say someone's gone out there they know okay this is this is this is what i'm good at this is what i love um I've been doing this for years, this particular aspect of it, whatever it might be. In terms then of, of executing on how they're going to grow a personal brand for themselves around what they mm. what they love doing, um, what advice would you have for people who are in that phase? So we've assumed that this person has sort of figured out then what their market in the gap is and they're working on making themselves a lickable product. I think I always talk when I do my when I do my speaking engagements, I use this quote from Edison who talked about genius being 1% inspiration. So let's call that our market in the gap. And then 9%, 99% perspiration as in it's all well and good having this brilliant idea, but you actually need to go out there and do something about it. And I think so many of us most likely because of fear of failure, don't go out there and, and do some of the things that, that we're capable of. And, if there's anything that Badass Unicorn inspires people to do is just to try and overcome those self-limiting beliefs that we all have to actually push ourselves to do the things that we know we, we want to do, but we're just really frightened and nervous about doing. Because if there's one piece of advice that I would have, it is you have to push yourself. If you want to build your personal brand, nobody else is going to do it for you. You might have some lovely people like yourselves who invite you to do a, a podcast that you join, but I got that podcast because you saw me speak at a conference, which I had been asked to do because somebody had seen a video of me on LinkedIn. And so you do just have to push yourself past doing things that might feel embarrassing, that might feel a bit cringe, but just to, to, to go out there and, 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 and go on and, and, and make yourself do them and think about all of the things that are going to build from that one speaking engagement, that social media post that somebody saw and resonated with them so uh, my first piece of advice would just be to, to go out and do it and don't expect miracles overnight like small things lead to another thing lead to another thing it's like climbing a set of stairs and each thing that you do it's like the butterfly effect will make other things happen further down the line i think I, that that's a hugely important thing you you mm -hmm. hit on there is that kind of snowball effect from doing yeah conference doing a video doing all these little things that build up and build up and build up because i'm sure people will go out and they'll do you know they might do a video and they, they put it out there and it flops and then they have the reaction from that so they, do, they don't do a, do anything mm. more after that but i think being being consistent in the in the the promotion of yourself in terms of whether and i don't mean it from a sales point of view just from even like from your conference where it would be an educational point of view you're helping people um being consistent in doing that all the time will have such a great effect i feel to think on your personal brand yeah definitely and the first few hurdles are always going to be the highest jumps you know and the, once you get over them 
the 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 benefits start coming then and what i think once you have one small win i think it's one of those things that at the very start it's really important to celebrate those little wins because yeah. those will build up and they'll give you that little bit of momentum as well it's so true and also being open and honest about the journey that you're having so the posts that have resonated the most with people that i've done is when i've talked about when i've messed up um when i've been really honest about and vulnerable about I don't know, anxiety or about pushing myself or about the things that I found difficult. So people love honesty and vulnerability and openness because it makes you real. It builds trust. People have empathy with you because they can identify with times when they feel like that. So you don't have to be there with this front showing that you're perfect or anything like that. Talking about the failures that you've had and helping other people to learn from them, I'd say is the things that have really helped me and, and created like a step change in people connecting with me versus like the, the, the rainbows and sparkles that you might <laughs> want people to see. Yeah. And you learn a lot more from the, from the failures than you do from the wins generally as well. Yeah, that's the thing as well. And a lot of people, you know, it's going to, when you start putting yourself out there, it's going to almost become a story for a few years of, of that progression. And without, without the downs, it's a, it's not really a, it's not really a story there's nothing really to tell it's just it's almost very placid or something it's not real yeah it's like there's exactly. that crap sorry go ahead alice no i was just saying exactly totally agree with yeah. you yeah, yeah it's like that that graph you know the the path to success and the, where it's not like the the straight line up it's like the squiggle going up and down and all yeah. around the place yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's a game of snakes and ladders really and you have to take the rough with the smooth and the reality is when you do put yourself out there there are going to be things that go wrong and you are going to have moments that that you think, oh gosh, why am I doing this? But then you're also going to have those euphoric moments, none of which you'd have if you didn't take those steps to try and make that stuff happen for yourself. 100%. Yeah. Um, so I suppose in terms, Alice, maybe of, obviously you're, you're working with Deliveroo, which is, you know, this billion, billion dollar brand, a unicorn, absolutely massive. In terms of people kind of dreaming big themselves, um, and on where they can potentially go and where they could potentially take a, a personal brand. What advice would you have for them around around that space? It's probably more around the, the headspace of personal brand almost. Mm. So I'd say the first thing is about proactively trying to build something for yourself. So I like identifying what it is that you want to make happen. And I have an exercise that I do called North Star, which is when I ask people to envisage the, the, the dream life that they'd like to have in 10 years time. And when I did this about, must be about 10 years ago now, I realized that I, I thought at the time I wanted to be the head of marketing for, for Cowshed. And um, what it made me realize was I was working in a marketing agency at the time and I was like, okay, well, maybe I should go and spend some time working client side. And I was working in a partnerships agency. Okay, well, maybe I need some more experience of being a generalist marketer. So just having that, that idea in your head about what success might look like further on means that you can make immediate changes in the short term to help you to be on the journey to make that happen for yourself. Um, so, so I'd say that's, that's one of the first things I would do and, and try and think about jobs, maybe two jobs ahead. So, okay, maybe the next job isn't going to be my dream job, but is that going to facilitate me to get closer to my dream job in the next move after that, or the move after that, for example, the other thing I'd say is to put vanity metrics aside. I think 
things like job title and salary can seem really, really important. But then the cliches are true that really just matters about doing something that makes you happy and where you're going to grow. And so as much as you can and as much as you can afford to, right, because maybe not everybody can afford to take a 20% pay cut like I did to go down to four days a week to make their, to build their business. But as much as you, you can like try and try and put those things to one side and, 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 and follow your passions as, as, as much as you can. Yeah, I think that um, that's so good to be able to connect the dots there as well from the kind of jumping out. Because sometimes I find you'd have a moment of inspiration, we'll say, and then it's it's hard to connect the dots from now to, say, in 10 years time like that. But that, I like that idea of the progression and just kind of going, what, what decision is coming at me next and what would be the best option for the long term goal? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it seems a bit big and scary when you think about all of the things that you need to do to make it reality. But actually, let's say you wanted to be a CMO in 10 years time, right? And you're 25 right now. Well, you probably need to understand a P&L pretty well, right? If you're going to be a CMO. So maybe in the next three months, you go down to Frankie and finance and you say to Frankie, hey, can you just give me an hour long mentoring session on how a P&L works? So it's, it really is a lot there's lots of steps, hundreds of steps to get you to that end state, but you just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other and identifying ways that you can make progress towards that, that goal. And that goal will also change. So I'm not the head of marketing for Cowshed now. My dream is to build a personal development business. But just by having that initial dream, I was able to get closer to the dream that I had. And then as that changed, I can then start to pivot and move things in, in the new direction. So it doesn't have to be like one dream that you then stick hard and fast to. That 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 dream will will definitely change as you grow and know yourself better. Um, so Alice, I suppose you mentioned there's a lot of steps. Um, if someone is out there listening now and let's say they 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 know their passion, they know what they want, they know they know the goal, they know where that ten years, as you say, it may change, but right now they know what they want to do what kind of is there three things in particular or four or five or two (laughs) that um that you would say this is this is really going to help you on your journey to get to that that personal development goal to build that personal brand to get you to where you want to go yeah so we we talked you you mentioned if somebody knows their what what they're passionate about and knows what they want to do i'd say the first step is really defining that thing but also the why you're doing it so why is this important so let's take me in as an example I still find it totally cringe having to do my vlogs on on LinkedIn and I actually haven't done one for ages and one thing that one of my mentors said to me to try and unlock some of that was why are you doing this you're doing this because you want to help other people to have these like micro moments potentially when they watch one of your videos so don't if you don't share that video maybe you're going to stop one other person from having a moment that's going to really really help them so she almost made it like I have a again this sort of this duty of being selfless enough to say okay despite my embarrassment despite my cringe factor I'm going to do this because the reason I am doing this entire thing is to try and help people so um Nietzsche actually has a lovely quote that I use here which is he who has a why can bear any how and and I, I think that is is really key with with all of this is you can do almost anything when you understand and believe in the reasons you're doing it. Cool. 
the, the second step would be about this small iterative steps. Unless you go on Love Island, for example, you're not going to become an overnight <laughs> success story. Right? Um, nobody, none of the none of the people that, that that we see as being successful. Which, by the way, dreaming big does not necessarily mean you have to be some famous celebrity. Dreaming big is as big as you want to be, and whatever's going to make you happy. But if we look at typically successful people, it's not very often that these people, unless they just inherited a ton of cash just got lucky and it happened overnight you have to work hard for it and sometimes it's really tough but um you do just have to keep keep trucking on that that path and then the last tip I would have is just say yes to things when you're asked to speak at a conference when you're asked to go on a podcast when you're asked for a quote for somebody else's piece just keep saying yes and figure out like how to do some of these things as you go along but um you have to build off of of somewhere so at the beginning certainly just keep saying yes brilliant thank you so much alice no problem at all Uh, thanks for having me if our listeners would like to find out a bit more about about you and your business where where can they head to they can head to my website which is www.alistearha.com and i'm also on instagram and linkedin brilliant Uh, That has been this week's episode of the Digital Marketing Scoop. Hey everyone, Mark from Click here. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you haven't subscribed already, I'd love for you to go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Type in the Digital Marketing Scoop and subscribe. That way you'll get notified anytime we put up a new episode. Thanks again for listening.